Max, guess what? When this comes out, I'll be in California. I might have yeah, killed man. Joseph by now. <laughs> I predict definitely some bodily harm coming to him within the first 12 hours of me being <laughs> in his vicinity. When I get in California, I can feel it. You know, like you just, you know, like old Thomas feel like the bad brother coming your, in. Your, your spidey sense is tingling. Yeah, I, I can see that this hand right here is going to get used to give him a ringing slap. I can feel it. Yeah. I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. Uh, within 12 hours, if we make it past 12 hours of not no bodily harm coming to him, then we should be good. But right now, I think within 12 hours, I will be hurting him of some form bodily. <laughs> For legal reasons, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> With that said, hey, um, you know what? Let's drop that intro. Let's get ready. We got to talk about, we got some questions to answer and we got uh, a great guest on this weekend, a young, uh, fast, young UK racer. So with that said, let's drop that intro. See what I mean? That's exactly why people call you arrogant, Max. You may not agree with everything we say, but it's definitely worth a listen. And our pick, can you stop whatever you're doing? Join your host, Lefty the Great, with co-hosts and guests as they get together to chat our city. Hey, after that race that I watched this morning, I have to talk about it. Yes, indeed, Nitro's to glory, but E-Buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 170 of the No Name RC Podcast. I'm yours, Keena White, a.k.a. Left to the Great. Over there is in the same hoodie, same hat from the other day. Homeless, arrogant, valentineless, Max. <laughs> I thought it were past <clears throat> this point already. We went through valentines on the previous well, so no no now we need to know that you 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 received a valentine's from an actual female yeah, yeah was it in a friendly sense or was it in a sense of hey it's time to get your mustache trimmed and stop wearing a hoodie everywhere and get out of the homeless look <laughs> and maybe you got a little bit you know trimmed up for me oh no we're we're friends so it's all yeah. good so that valentine doesn't count <laughs> doesn't well, count all right anyway uh Guys, welcome to episode number 170. Uh, Max, welcome back. I know it's uh, cold there in Finland. Thank you for your time. Unfortunately, you don't have a Valentine's to keep you warm. But uh, hey, you know, <laughs> so, I'm if sorry. I, like, if I wasn't sick, I could go over to your house and yeah. All right, you're sick a little bit. You're sick, yeah. you're sick a little bit. All right. Uh, 
You know, I was sick. We'll talk about that in a minute, too. Uh, but anyway, guys, uh, welcome to episode number 170. Uh, as I said, you guys are probably listening to this. I'll be in California. JQ may or may not be alive. I don't know. <clears throat> I can't guarantee that. He may be a new jump at Revelation. You know? Who knows? Uh, but uh, we got some questions to go over today. We got Johnny Skidmore, the 2021 UK... <clears throat> National champion on, <clears throat> excuse me, fifth place finisher at uh, Montpellier GP. Him and his brother Will, uh, but uh, some fast UK racers, young racers. Their fathers are very outspoken too. So I like him. I like him. Yeah. Um, he says uh, things, but, so I can He does. That. He does. He does. I give him respect for that. Very outspoken. Um, but yeah, Johnny's is on with us today to talk about his racing and hopefully what the future lies for him. Thank you to Johnny for his time. Max, we're on. People's got some questions for you. And yeah, I just want to say thank you to everybody, man. We got to say thank you to all the people that support the podcast. We can't do it without you guys from around the world. Thank you to the NNRC squad. Uh, without you guys, none of this is possible. So keep sharing, liking, hitting that notification button, all that good stuff. And uh, help this podcast go into the algorithms, into the stratosphere. And uh, let's go viral. Also, shout out to the patrons of the podcast. We can't do it without your extra support. We greatly appreci appreciate what you guys do. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, if you guys wish to become a patron, uh, there is a link in the written description of this podcast. And shout out to all the awesome sponsors that uh, support this podcast and use this as an advertising platform. Uh, remember, everybody, that sharing the sponsors some love shows the podcast some love. And I want to say shout out to Invisible Speed, our title sponsor for the year, TZO Tires, High Tech RC, TNR Fuels, Beach RC, Techno RC, Lugs Racing Tires, Mayako, G-Spec RC Tuning, JQSM, Papa Release Traction Tonic, Racecraft USA, Clinic RC, JTP RC, RCGP, House of RC, Special shout out to my boy, RC Kevin, uh, my good friend, the doctor, Alex Hagberg. I talked to him yesterday. He's going to this new carpet track in, in Lisboa, and he's off to France next week for a race. He's busy, super busy. Touring car keeps the doctor busy. And um, yeah, you can yeah. definitely put a lot of time in touring cars. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, yeah, but I didn't realize there's so many that. races. I didn't realize he went to so many oh, races. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have and uh, left, so. shout out to... Um, the Viking out there, who I'll see very shortly. It's been so long since I've seen him in person. I'll be so happy to see him. Our relationship has changed so much since then. You know, we really, truly have a bromance going on her. And I'm excited to uh, get her on and be, you know, by this time I'll be in full, like, RC mode. Like, you know what I mean? Just, like, bouncing off the, you know, I'll be, like, so full of energy for the first 24 hours. And then it's like, that's it. Boom. It's sloth mode after that. So I can't wait. I yeah. can't wait. You know all right max so with that said everybody uh if you guys want to support those sponsors you can go uh in the written description there's links we have coupon codes we have affiliate links uh we got a little slice of the affiliate links and you know help you get so you you can also save some money with the coupon codes so show those sponsors some love uh shows us some love oh and by all the right. way not only what that up, i think we have some pretty good sponsors too like yeah, a lot of these companies, I think, sort of we uh, or you mostly. I mean, I've been on just barely a year now, uh, but uh, like most of these sponsors on the podcast, I think sort of share the values of what like what we're trying to preach, mm -hmm. uh, like like actually putting stuff into like TNR, putting money into RC, and promoting sort of having fun, 
uh, high tech doing products like properly, not like trying to sponsor like everybody and, and do like cheap Chinese stuff that just marketed mm-hmm. for your course. Like a lot of brands seem to do these days. They are like a proper American brand and they stick to that. And yeah, a lot of like techno, like they've been stuck yeah, sticking man. to their car program. Every brand brand here, like yeah, I think they they do some good stuff. So I I'm re- very happy that we have them. Yeah, it's gonna be good to see Matt and the rest of the guys from techno as well. Um, Tebow said he will come if he has time. You know, it's hard to stress those guys out when they're at races, but he might come on and do something with us uh, while we're there. And as Matt's a good guy, Daniel's a good guy. And I've said it over and over again. Like, you know, obviously with, with JQ Racing, we've had our beef with Techno, but never really with, I've never really had a beef with Techno. And I really applaud what they do, man. They, they have a strong team. They have a strong base. People that join their team, they don't leave. They like, you know, they're happy. Uh, <laughs> you know, I talk to guys all the time. <clears throat> I talk to a father, something they are like happy, like we ain't switching for nothing. And I'm like, yeah, if you're, if you're happy, that's what it's about. Yeah. But um, yeah, show yeah. the sponsors some love and I appreciate their support. I appreciate their support. All right, Max, Um, real quick. Did we have anything we wanted to touch on before? Yes. Let's touch on that before we go into some questions real quick. Or do we want to save it? Let's save it for, let's do a little rant at the end. Okay, yeah, we can do a little rant. If, if it's what I rant. think it is, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, with yeah, because you was a little bit upset about that. So you know, with yeah. that said, we're gonna go right into our Beach RC Bench Racing Q and A, and uh, yeah, thank you to Brent and all those guys for their support, and thank you guys for sending in the questions. Max enjoys them, so uh, yeah, remember hit that affiliate link too. BeachRC.com, the racer's one-stop online hobby shop. Choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super fast shipping and great customer service. BeachRC.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet. BeachRC.com is the exclusive distributor for Ultimate Racing, JQ Racing, Pro Circuit Racing Tires, Nitro Lux Fuels, and Assault RC Performance Products. So fill up your cart and check out at BeachRC.com today. And thank you to BeachRC, Brent and Lucas and the guys there. Uh, I'll see Brent this week. Well, next weekend. I keep thinking the races this weekend. I'll see him next week at DNC. And uh, shout out to Lucas. Uh, I don't know when he's going to get the white whale going again and get his videos going. I think they took a little break from racing. But uh, we have an affiliate link there, guys. It's in the written description. If you guys can show them a little little bit of love and if you guys know i'm wearing my new lenses and my glasses so the anti-reflection so now i can see better uh been rushing around all morning doing that too all right so the first question for us comes from our good friend connie swenson of house of rc what's up remember guys House of rc is going to be where you're going to find all the dnc blogs and whatnot from uh the nnrc travels there and if you haven't already gone and signed up uh go and fill out yourself a house of rc profile if you are only allowed to watch and follow one race in RC for the rest of your life, which one would it be? You're not allowed to pick any Ifmar races. Yeah, that's tough. Like I, I probably have to say like DNC, uh, but I, only if the Europeans go. Uh, yeah, I, I was about to say if, that. If Neo, if Neo was alive, then 100% Neo because that was amazing. That was just like the season's about to start. You're just watching it online, like 
proper commentary, proper film film work. Oh, DNC this season is about to start. Guys. I, I think yeah, if Neo, yeah, yeah, but for I think us, if Neo was, was still around, European. sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, for us, like the Neo was sort of like the European season was about to start because in Finland you get to to drive like at at the earliest, like late March, like early April. But the Neo is just sort of that point, and then like because that was like if we're being honest, like at the peak years, like that, like there has never been apart from worlds event uh, an event that's as stacked that neo was at its peak even dnc this far past like few years where like europeans have gone it's never been to that level so yeah that's why for me it's it's sort of number one i think two, 2017 is probably the most stacked it's ever been ongaro mayfield you know like um, yeah yeah <clears throat> the testman the funny thing is a bunch of americans have won that race like tebow six times and, yeah, um, but Tebow, Tebow is a specialist. That's that track is like a specialist thing for him. And Drake also like he won during the early years, which which was the Neo was a bit different back then. I I I think if Phil was still doing the Neo race right now, I think it would be probably that number one race in the world that everybody went oh, to. Yeah, hundred percent. Like it would be like we would have a lot more Americans and a lot more, but not only that, it attracted a lot of people from just around the world. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I would have to say DNC at the moment just because of the international crowd and the legacy that it has. Um, but, yeah, just because and also because of the competition that's there. So that's probably it, man, what, what, what we're going to be seeing here next weekend. All right, my buddy Chris Trudeau from up in the Pacific Northwest, avid uh, scale crawler. For the most part, eight scale buggies have really remained unchanged over the years, other than perhaps the changes is it changes is plastics and incorporating carbon fiber has anyone really revolution revolutionized the eight scale buggy the use of the use of pills for suspension diff height agamas mono shock can you identify when buggies reached a turning point yes when the losi 8 came out i don't think the losi 8 was a big deal because none of that stuff has really stayed around yeah like but things the- changed after that Okay, okay, okay. That's uh, okay. That's actually a good. I didn't think of it that way. Low C8 was probably where like other brands realized, like, oh shit, we actually got to do something. Mm-hmm. Because before that, the cars remained like Mugen and Kyosha remained basically unchanged for a long time. Right. Uh, after that, even Kyosha had to put some effort into it. The geometry stayed similar, but a lot of stuff changed in like uh, radio trace and, and, and whatnot. Uh, body shells developed a lot after that as well. Like the, the blob body shells, the TLR made the first and people were like, okay, now we're going to try different stuff. And then that resulted in the cap forward bodies. Um, so I'd say, yeah, actually that's, that's pretty good. But the TLR itself didn't reinvent it. It just caused the reinvention to happen. I think that's sort of a, a big, big point, uh, in materials for sure. I think. At the same time, the sort of uh, manufacturing in China thing became much more accessible. All those like uh, smaller brands like Soar, S-Works, JQ, like at that time, it was a smaller brand. Uh, and a lot of this, those brands like died off um, then uh, and some stayed, but that sort of probably made it much easier to produce high, well, Okay, I would say high quality plastics in, in terms of that they were really durable. 
So high quality plastics uh, and and sort of materials that are able to be used everywhere uh, in the car. So I think that could be sort of the switching point. But in terms of just pure design, as in what the Gamma is right now trying to do, or actually it's not really a Gamma, it's Nemo who's doing it. Um, what Nemo trying to do with the buggy, I think that sort of, we haven't had that before. Or haven't had it, yeah. Maybe yeah. this is the, well, I think Hazelwood was running the car at, I don't know yeah, why you was. wouldn't just let Lee run it. Like, you know, let him run it. And that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to be too sort of negative about this because people already have a lot of doubt about new stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'd say if it was better, let Lee run it. Was a, at least it was, if it was a lot better, Lee would have ran it already. So I'm, I'm, my guess is that they, they still need to finish, like iron mm -hmm. out the setup and be comfortable with the car, which is fine. And I think that's like with any car that happens, right? Uh, not just uh, this sort of uh, extreme, uh, like, uh, in, 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 how do you call it? Extreme change. Mm -hmm. um, like just releasing a few new parts can really dis disrupt how the car works. But yeah, I, it's, I'm pretty sure the car isn't as good as they want it yet. Can it be? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Would I? Do I think this sort of concept is something worth copying? Personally, no. I think there's a lot of disadvantages to the to the setup. Uh, they have it. It looks really nice. It looks really clean. So that's that's nice, and it's it's sort of easy to also assemble and easy to maintain. Like diffs and stuff come out pretty easily. So I can see a lot of positives in it, but also i don't see this being sort of like i don't see other cars going this direction that's what i'm trying well, to if get it at. works it will yeah but i don't think i don't I, I don't see it having any sort of clear benefits where that would happen like the the lower center of gravity that change is mild or possibly not even real mm -hmm. because the shocks stand up quite high on top of the gearbox um the the sort of um you actually put that weight up a little higher don't you yeah i i'd say it's lower than what we have now because the shock right but it's centralized long. right there in the center now before where it was probably spread out yeah vertically. yeah so maybe i'm an idiot sort of, it's it's hard to say if it where it is i i'd say it's it's either lower or the same mm -hmm. it's probably not higher uh but uh you don't reduce like unsprung mass you don't really improve much. The aero is the biggest thing improving. And it's funny because no one takes that seriously. For me, I'd have a field day going on this car because you could do anything with this. You could, like, you could, like, if they actually wanted to do stuff, they could do some crazy stuff on this car. So I'd like to see them do, do right. that. Uh, because you don't have the shock towers in, in, in there, uh, disturbing the airflow as much. Oh my so, God. Yeah, did I, you have like some carbon fire, some, some 3D printed? super wings or something down there i mean you could do them from lexan but you just have it so that the airflow like just put him into c cfd and and see where the air goes and like the amount of downforce you could generate without the shock tires it's, it's it would probably be pretty good and you could actually have a proper wing instead of that ugly thing they have on the car now um you could, yeah <laughs> so that's that's probably the only thing i can see this car dominate by the aero I don't see anything else sort of because the shock shock uh, function is compromised. The steering rack was compromised. The weight, uh, the lower center of gravity 
or the unsprung mass that doesn't really exist there is an improvement or if there is improvement it's very slight mm -hmm. so sort of that's all i i sort of that's why i don't think it will be in the next direction all right i think it well, could be something they make work but not something everyone copies right like okay awesome i understand that i understand that so but what about innovation because my thought my thought process on innovation is it's coming in a form that we probably don't know so we had some form of innovation okay. come up here this year and that was like with tony with clinics air filters which is starting yeah. to catch one you know what i mean i think what so we're going to see with yeah. with cars is innovative wise like easier to work on cars stronger cars <clears throat> probably going to go be getting lighter as we go on you yeah. know what i mean and yeah, but, but i think i think, I, yeah, I think well, the basic design will stay the same i i think we've sort of had what you said we sort of have that already so what happened was the cars were really heavy then mm -hmm. people started making light, but they were really like they broke always. But, and then right, like, but people will put the weight. We'll figure right now parts, materials are better, and what we'll do is figure out where cars will be made to have like more more directed to displacing weight to to tune and all that type of stuff. I think we'll see more of yeah, that. But at and, the moment, cars are really really heavy. They are more right. heavy than they were like. Uh, so maybe they ago. go lighter and then you go lighter and then you yeah. place the weights where you want and all that type of stuff and yeah durability is going to be a thing i think we're going to see as you know just and i think what's going to happen yeah. here shortly maybe in the next five years is uh 3d printing technology is going to like get to a point where i think you it's I, usable yeah i don't and i, I don't think know. that's going to make a I big change 3d print and printing being a viable option for production because it's it's quite slow not for production but for yeah tinkerers and oh but and it's, it's for, inventors for testing, and stuff like that for testing yes. like uh, the infinity car and also the gum prototype both were fully 3d yes, printed yes. like the parts they had so i think that that already ha is existing a lot of stuff like the weight thing so they shifted from heavy cars in early 2000s to light cars in the sort of 2010 era mm -hmm. to very durable cars which we have now but they also have a lot of weight like even kyosho it, it was like barely over uh, three 3.2 kilograms which is the limit in in like the tki2 tki3 days and mm -hmm. now it's way heavier because they have they have had to assess for durability because it like in america especially cars that break easy don't sell because their tracks have big jumps and it's much easier to break stuff so right. like for sales purposes people have made the cars a lot heavier and uh okay. also like the easy assemble stuff like the gearboxes and stuff are pretty easy now Mm -hmm. some brand seems to be going the wrong way at times which is weird but yeah so I, th I think there are a lot of improvement but i think now sort of this design we have now across all brands is just like you need to just refine it to like just finish it but in, in terms of like proper innovation i think there is coming stuff like shocks will be next big thing right I'm, like like wally's like that. the shocks that wally's testing yeah. Yeah, that's, I that's like it. You say that of, you say you don't think it's gonna work, but this look pretty cool. Yeah, that that specific thing I don't think will improve much. But I think sort of the what's gonna come next after these people realize, hey, yeah, you can actually do stuff with the shocks. Maybe then people will be like, okay, like trying new stuff out. And we, with this design, that well, actually, we'll, we can just talk about the shocks now because this is actually a good sort of a specific example of how this yeah. is going to work so now we have this shock that has this one valve you can tune with so it, i i like i could now design like i know how i would do it uh a shock that has low speed high speed 
and then rebound low speed, high speed. And it, I like it's, it would be pretty easy to do. It would have been not much harder than this shock uh, that this guy has done. So that's that's like another thing. Uh, like, like some brand will also <laughs> also get this because it's not that complicated. Like it's it's pretty easy to do actually if you just think about it. And some engineers. <laughs> if it was easy do to do, it. wouldn't we see more of this, Max? Where no, are, where are your shocks like this then? People don't think about it. Like it's it's it, it like this guy sells them from six hundred bucks. Like imagine making like hundreds of these and then they don't sell or they don't work just as you intend them to, or then someone calls them shit on, on a podcast and no one buys them after that. Like imagine like that's a huge <laughs> that that's a huge risk to take. And, yeah, and but I the think... fact that you spend time designing and testing and all that, it's like it's it's sometimes it's just not worth the work. And that's that's something I think it's going to change because stuff like this is going to be refined and sort of mm -hmm. the overall design of the car is going to be refined. So now you have to look for other things. You have time for other things. I could I could believe that. I, I'm yeah. gonna I, I look forward to Wally's observations with the sharks. Yeah. I, I'll see him at uh, DNC here, so it's gonna be good. I'll see him. Actually, I'll probably see him. I think he said he's going to Revelation this weekend, so I'll see him there. All right. Um, moving on. Benjamin James, great question, by the way, Chris. Thank you. Benjamin James, are there any Asian drivers we should be on the lookout for an eight scale offer? A lot of major races are American drivers versus European drivers, but since at Sushihara won the worlds in 08, there has not been much Asian presence on the world stage in eight scale buggy. That's true. Yeah, to me, Nazo is the only one I can. I knew you was going to say that. You can, love yeah. that. But like, let's be honest, like, like there just isn't like they are drivers that are good in Japan. Like, uh, can't like uh, I don't know if it's like Wataru Takashiro or something like this. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. one Atara. that's good. Uh, yeah, what's Orange Wheels name? Remember. Does he run? No, no, that's a different guy. So this is well, Shinadachi? this guy also runs Orange Wheel. Shinadachi, but he's old. He's not a driver anymore. He's more of a designer. So this guy, I told, is like a purely eight scale driver. I, at least, at least that's what I last saw him. He also drives Orange Wheels, but eight scale. But then for for ten scale, there's this other guy, the Orange Wheel guy. This guy's name I can't remember. It's hard to remember. Not not because these guys aren't good, but because these guys race so like very few yeah very so little. rarely here like and it's not sort of in our spotlight often so yeah, that's so, exactly what benjamin's saying yeah so i think that the guy who runs 10 scale for yokomo yokomo who uh yusaki finished, like, or something like third. that oh yeah uh yasaki or yusaki sigura i, I remember yeah, last name a, was sigura yeah so yeah you so this guy that. yeah i I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm at least close. The Japanese pronounce sort of similar to the Finnish, uh, at least in some sense. But uh, yeah, so that guy who finished third at the Worlds in two-wheel drive, so if he started a scale, I, I, I bet he could be good. Uh, How can still wheel too? Of these, no, not really anymore. Like he's, he's like he can, he's okay. Would you be like in RCGP? I can't remember. I think I, I at least in in Manila I was feeding him. I can't remember in Asti. But I think like he's just a guy who he he's not like his attitude is not like I I'm gonna go to worlds and win. He's like mm -hmm. I just need to like this is my job and I hang out and make fun of our like make fun doing this. 
but yeah, I think Naruto is the only one in from Asia who can be sort of a world like if 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 any driver from Asia is gonna win the worlds in the next uh, next two worlds, it's gonna be Naruto. Okay, good stuff. <coughs> All right, so we got a question from our Discord. If you guys haven't join our NNRC Discord, there's a link in the written description. We're almost at 400 members. Uh, lots of discussion. So this is from D70 Racing. When you go to a track, especially one you haven't been to, how do you go about choosing a tire? What drives your choice? Or even more importantly, what do you bring with you for a selection of tires? Yeah, there was another question which was sort of connected to this. So I can actually read it out as well. Um, was it rim yeah, flex? So, huh? Okay, that's the next question. Oh, no, no. Uh, so this guy asked, I've been racing outdoor off-road for about a year in the southeast Charlotte area, still struggling with the tire tread so choices and uh, compound choices. And there should there doesn't seem to be any guide or recommendation. And uh, it'll be great to have something that says go this way when there's weight group and like basically a guide for tires. Mm -hmm. And I completely agree. Uh, I think I think this is sort of would make it a lot easier, uh, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to answer as as sort of broadly as I can so that I cover all grounds. But um, like this is very specific. So you can be in in like South Carolina in SMB and easily they have slightly different dirt, but they're both sort of like red South Carolina dirt, or you can be in in uh, you can be in like uh, or like California at at like Thunder Alley, and not the same stuff works the same. Mm -hmm. uh, even though both are low me, both have similar grip level. You can drive the car in the same setup, but like for some reason in the East Coast, the J Concepts tires just work, in my opinion, better. They work good in the West Coast as well. In the East, especially, you can feel the J Concepts tire work better. And events like PMB and these indoor events, this effect is just, just even even bigger. Um, so that's what makes this very difficult. So what I do if I go to a new track, uh, generally I try to ask someone who I know from the track, who has visited the track, what did they run? If that's not possible, then I've always been in the situation where I've run a single brand. So. I always, when I start running this brand, I test every tire out and test this out on different conditions. So I kind of know how these tires handle. Sometimes it's not actually the best to drive a tire that everybody else runs at this track because they think it's the best tire. Sometimes it's the best to run the tire that drives the way you want to drive the car. So oftentimes people would be running reflexes or stalkers. But I, I don't I don't like how the stalkers felt. I felt the reflexes pushed a lot. So I I picked something else. I have, sometimes I picked triple D, sometimes I picked Cosmos, depending on how much how abrasive the track was. Uh Cosmos is sort of a bigger bit tire close to mm -hmm. like Alaska from uh, Hot Race or Impact or Blockade from uh AKA or Proline. So and Triple D is obviously a, a small pin tire. So that's that's something to first think like find the tire you like the most. Find like generally what you have to do is go to an abrasive track, test tires, see what you like the most. Uh, go to a low me track, low grip track, 
test tires, see what you like the most, and then find those tires who, which you prefer the most. Then compound wise, I personally always prefer to run stiffer compound than other people because stiffer compounds generally produce more forward traction. They don't balloon as much, the pin is stiffer, so when you have drive, it stuck sticks to the ground better. Sideways traction, you might sometimes actually, ha you have better sideways traction often with the softer tire. But this is also a preference you need to know. Like Other guys are running super softs. Uh, do, you, do you think you'd be better off with a soft? Perhaps, I always was, so I always did that. And those are the type of things that I think are the most important. So you understand what the tires you have will do, and then you just stick to that. That's most of the time the most important thing. If that's not possible for you, or if you just run any tire you can get a hand of, you just want to find the best tire for the new track. Generally, what you want to do is low me or low grip, small pins, like, okay, in general, just like if you can run small pins, like the wear isn't bad, always run small pins always like no excuses no like not even like uh not even like okay impacts maybe have better forward traction or impact maybe have better side by the or like cosmos or reflex they they're more like calm uh or cosmos isn't more calm but reflex is more calm cosmos is more sort of direct no most of the time almost exclusively if you can run a small pin you will be the fastest on a small pin if the track is wet or loamy, uh, so that the loam isn't like roost, like like some West Coast tracks at times can be, uh, always small pin. That's just my sort of take on this. If the track is abrasive, you're struggling with tire wear, then uh, for a more reactive car, more uh, sort of uh, precise car, you wanna go with big pin tires like the Cosmos from the Concepts, or Alaska from Hot Race, or actually from Hot Race, the Alaska seems to be very calm to drive. So perhaps the Amazonia is better from, from the Hot Race tire range. They have the other one. I don't know if it's called Miami or something, but I think that's- I don't know. I'm not very tire. familiar with the Yeah, the so Proline, Proline sort of like block, blockades or stuff. I haven't run Proline in a while, so I don't really know specifically what they, they run. And then like, there's the other range for picking for a high, uh, abrasive tracks, which is sort of the more mellow tires like Detox from J Concept. Uh, Proline has a tire that is similar to this, but I don't know what it's called. J Concepts also has the, I don't know if it's called the Diamond Bar or something. It's like diamonds. The, the tire. That's uh, that's Proline as Diamond Bar. Okay, so but J Concept has the tire that has like diamonds, the whole thread. Yeah, yeah. What that's called. Well, maybe that is J Concepts. So, I'm confused. Yeah, I, 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 can't, I never ran it, but some people like it when it's like when you have to calm down the car. AK have Enduros, the Catapults sometimes do that too. The Catapults are a bit more aggressive, they have more round profile, but they calm down the car in a weird way where the car is sort of calm, but when you drive it aggressively, it's good. So it's it's a weird mix. Enduros are more balanced all around. Uh, so so those from AK are pretty good on high abrasive tracks. So that's mostly that's a for hard question, dude. American tracks, yeah. I, I would so say you, in Europe, in most of the times you run uh, hot race, like Southern Europe, you run hot race Amazonia, 
Gay Concept Stalkers and uh, and Proline. I don't know if they run the Fugitive Lights or if they run something. I don't really know what they run on those type of tracks. But like Hot Race, Amazonia, uh, aka Zips or uh, Double Downs. Uh, Pro Circuit has the similar type. I don't know the name, but it has a similar like very thin uh, like um, like close spin tire. And um, what I'm afraid, yeah, J concept stalkers or blockers, yeah, that's for basically anything below Germany, uh, apart from okay, anything below Austria, uh, and in 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 southern Europe, if it's an abrasive track, that's what you're mostly gonna run. Nowadays, there seems to be people using more oil or additives on the track surface, so the seismic tires can work good as well. Uh, they do have good tires for some abrasive surface as well, so I don't really know. I have never run seismic like at least well i did some like 10 years ago but they were very different back then yeah very different but basically there's uh like as you can see here like i'm going through a lot of tires here like and you like if you wanted to have this sort of arsenal like that's not worth it like mm -hmm. it's, it's it really isn't so what you want to do is find sort of which races you normally go to which tracks find which tires you sort of like in general so you want to pick sort of one abrasive uh, track tire, one sort of smooth, like uh, low me, a bit dusty track tire, and then you want to pick something sort of like indoor tire, which mm -hmm. generally most brands just have one tire. From AKH Typos, uh, from J Concepts, they have the Octagon. I'm not sure the name. I ran it once. It was pretty good. The and, um... uh, yeah, I don't know. Ellipse, eclipses, times. Oh, well, eclipse, yeah. Ellipses, ellipse, yeah. That's that's the name. Yeah, but that's that's in my opinion the way to go. Now, as as I've gone on gone on now for ten minutes about buying sets of tires that cost fifty bucks a set, uh, like MSRP. Instead of you going and buying all those tires, you should call your local race organizer. And tell him like, hey, what if we did uh, spec tire races at, our, at this track? Everyone buys the same tires. You don't have the tire game. Uh, we switch the brand around so all brands can get some and uh, get in the action. So like smaller brands don't die out. Uh, the races, the racing is much more simple. You don't have the tire game. You don't have to spend so much money. You just come in, uh, have the set of tires. Everyone has fun. Everyone's on a fair ground and uh make sure that it's done so that all brands get represented so that brands don't die out uh so cool. yeah in you can you can pick your battles here but i picked the latter <laughs> it's difficult um <clears throat> but i like the idea just have your own specific tire that you like for those certain conditions yeah, that's what i did most of the time i mean there were cases where i went to an event and nothing worked like for example like Manila, like I never like detox, but for this race, uh, I had to run it. I tried different stuff, but I just had to run it. And in the end, it worked out fine. I did like the like the detox, like when I just got used to it. The detox is very heavy tire as well. So the weight of the tire affects the handling a lot. So small pin tires are very light as well. So the car feels lighter. You're more uh, one with the car. It doesn't feel as lazy. Um, yeah, so uh, there were some events where I just had to run a tire that was that race like ellipsis when i went to Springsteen, uh and uh, uh the detox in manila um and then one, a few times i had to run rehabs uh sorry reflexes 
but at the end of the year when i i, I stopped racing for j concepts in, at the end of 2019 so at the end of the year i figured running uh triple d's front and reflex rear was actually really good for me so that was sort of the balance if you like both tires but other ones too aggressive which is usually the triple d's another one's too pushy which is the reflex and you should combine it uh triple d's front reflex rear or for or for all the j concepts drivers that's that's a great thing to do sweet thank you great questions two questions and one go it took 15 minutes yeah. though next yeah. questions because we're gonna we only got two more questions we're gonna wrap these up and uh pedro patrice costa rim flex and assembly oh, compliance yeah. effect in tow and camber pretty please do not go 15 minutes in science mode yeah in this. i was like i was like thinking like hey should i prepare for this question because this is very complicated and because i'm not i haven't like tested this out like i haven't tested like how this actually affects physically the car I have tested stiffer uh, wheels and wheel stiffness and such, and I know how it handles on track. But I, 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 I don't really know the theory behind how this works. Like, no, he's yeah, saying the yeah. effect in toe and camber. Yeah, but basically, what it is like how it handles on track, basically. Ah, uh, okay, okay, because, okay. Because like the flex of the wheel will affect toe and camber, camber. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know like why it does what it does on track. And generally, I don't really feel this effect at all. So generally stiffer wheels uh, in general, just like dull out the car a bit. Uh, if you do the wheel, like if you stiffen up the wheels with a wheel stiffener, I don't know if it's the added weight or just the stiffening, but the car feels a lot more heavy. Like I explained with the detox so that you have the heavy feel on the car, but it, at the same time, it also calms down the car. Generally, if it's very low grip, you want to have a soft wheel. If it's very high grip, it's easier to drive with uh, a stiff wheel, but sometimes you do lose a little bit of grip. Uh, I think the wheel isn't the thing you should focus on. You should focus on the tire and the insert and make sure that's fine. Uh, for a tire manufacturer, they should they should be the one doing this stuff like with the wheels because it's it's hard to test properly. It's yeah, I. I don't. I'm not gonna give a long answer to this. I could go on for. for Please. I don't think. I don't. I, you guys I need don't to... think this is. This is at this point we have gone for half an hour and two questions. I don't think. <laughs> that's that's the main thing of it. Stiffer wheels for higher grip tracks. Mm -hmm. uh, soft wheels for lower grip tracks. I think that's a good rule of thumb. All right. I don't know who asked this next question, but he asked, "Hey, go into detail on narrow, narrow pivot long arm versus long pivot." short arm along with hubs up versus hubs down oh yeah well i was actually i probably a mistake we do this this week this is another long one i, I try to condense this so <laughs> so okay which which way was it was it uh wide pivot short arm uh narrow pivot long arm narrow pivot no, long arm that. wide uh long pivot short arm yeah so on the inside so basically what happens is the wider pivot uh, and wider pivot itself makes the sort of roll motion of the car softer. So imagine like on the, on the top of the tower, if you move the arms out, it stiffens up the car because of the geometry, how it works. Uh, I'm not gonna explain it this time, maybe save us some other time for it. And on the bottom, if you narrow it, it stiffens it up. If you lengthen, like widen the pivot, it it's, uh, softens it down. So you have uh, 
sort of that sort of effect here. Now, what it does, um, what it does with the short arm then is it sort of fights against that a bit. With short arm, you have more rapid movement in in camber gain. So in camber gain, you can make the car so that it has a lot more grip if you drive it harder, which makes it sort of feel it's a bit stiffer. And also the shock movement and all that will will be um, a bit different. So you have to sort of set the car up very differently and you have to have a very sort of a, uh, very mellow shock package. You can't make the car very aggressive because this sort of short arm makes it aggressive on its own. Then the roll of the car with the wide pivot is soft. So these sort of mix together. On the upper upper sort of link, it's easier to like understand because if you put go wider, the link is also shorter. So these sort of effects work together at the same time. And if you go like narrower, obviously the car is softer, and also the tire angle change is 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 smaller. So the feel of the car stays more consistent. And basically, what that means it, it makes it feel softer, mm-hmm. uh, or make makes it feel it has like consist more consistent grip. So that sort of like basically in the lower arm it works the opposite way uh like they kind of fight each other uh i think the wider pivot has been now proven to not work because the mugen who kind of invented it i believe i don't know if lozi was first or if mugen was first but either way both have now gone to a narrow pivot so i think that myth is kind of busted i think the range is about 50 well let's say 40 48 to 55 i think that range uh if you are like in that range you're probably around the right point in the rear uh i do prefer the narrow pivot a bit better uh, i think it it, it it introduces a bit more trust in the car due to the longer arm uh but the wide pivot can be very good if it's uh not not as wide as the old mugen i think as wide as you should go is the current uh like mugen and associated cars it gives you it gives you more sort of I, I don't it's hard to sort of describe it but you have sort of more feel on the car on higher speed on uh, especially on higher grip you feel this when you have the wider pivot it, it when it rolls softer it rolls smoother you can sort of feel a bit better and that's why i think ongaro especially excels at these tracks because like the wide pivot helps in there Mm-hmm. uh and same with like pretty much any uh like car with the white pivot um but yeah i think that's sort of that's sort of the specific point where the wide pivot is better and then more slow speed more bumpy more low me narrow is always better and that's why you see techno do really well at silver state where they have crazy narrow pivots in my opinion too narrow they have very specific parts where they can be good as they're shown in silver state sometimes even at dnc but they dnc has been a bit more iffy for them silver state specifically is a very good race for that car i think they could make it a lot better uh even having those narrow pivots but in my opinion if you are a car designer you want to go a bit wider so you have more of an all-around car instead of a sort of specific build car got you uh what about hubs up versus don real quick yes that too um yeah so hubs up is sort of so that that has the force from when the car rolls 
through the linkages to the bottom of the tire so the tire that's touching the ground so that sort of transfer of force when the hub is higher up the arm is then will be sort of okay so this is the arm pushing the tire here so if mm -hmm. you raise the hub essentially what you're doing is you're lowering the arm on the outside so now this arm is pushing the tire more close to the bottom instead of ha having the hub down and tire being more balanced like this there's less of like straight force like on the tire here mm -hmm. so basically that's how it works so having the hub high uh will have you more force straight to the tire through the lower arm meaning the car won't want to sort of roll over the tire want to push the tire to the side having the hub uh lower straighter the arm is straighter wants to sort of roll the car or be gentle on the on the tire or more gentle on the tire under roll so basically what this means is uh you have the car will be rolling a bit more when the hub is low will give you quite a bit of more grip uh, also it will affect forward traction a bit uh positively when you have the hub low but then the higher hub gives you sort of more flat car it gives you a little bit of slide in the rear and uh yeah that's you could gain a bit of corner speed by doing that in my experience it's always better to run it quite low uh, i did like 12 like 12 to like 13 14 so that range probably is the best range so that from the axle to the attachment point to the uh the outer the, the hub hinge pin that for, to the axle that measurement i think it's around 12 to 14 millimeters that's sort of in my opinion all the cars we have now that's sort of the point or the range you want to be at if you go more it, it, it i don't i don't like it i personally haven't ever liked it sweet sweet awesome so good questions not too many this week well, good ones. Not too many, but I, I, I thought I, I'd be sort of this be short, but we're already going on. You're never short. You're never short. You're never short. Yeah. Uh, thank you to everybody that sent us the questions. We greatly appreciate them. Uh, we probably are not going to have a section like this for a couple of weeks now. So that's probably the last yeah. time we're going to have some questions. But if you have some questions, you can always go on the Discord. Max is always active on there. We have an axe, arrogant Max change that to homeless arrogant max and um remember guys we have an affiliate link for beach rc thank you to beach rc for uh, providing us sponsoring this long time and one of the i would say listener favorite sections uh check them out use that affiliate link thank you to beach and thank you to brent lucas and those guys and um yeah i think we're gonna move on to our main interview now and uh we'll be back for a little bit of a rant and the conclusion all right max yeah man Techno RC. Techno RC. Techno RC is a premium manufacturer specializing in 8th and 10th scale high performance off road RC buggies and trucks. Visit www.technorc.com for a complete catalog of their products. Techno RC. Excellence in engineering. Hashtag Techno Takeover. Joining me this week, he had a he had a good performance. I actually had you done as one of my biggest winners, kind of. Like, you won really at first, and then you didn't win at first, but you still won. Like, in a way, you still, a fifth place coming out of that race was really good. Um, he is the 2021 UK national champion. Uh, we've talked about him and his brother a few times on the podcast. I've got, got at it with your dad online a few <laughs> times, too, so 
Uh, but I do have a new respect for you, old man. Um, and we do have some good chats now and then. Cool. I'd like to welcome 2021 UK national champion, Johnny Skidmore. What's up, dude? How are you? Yeah, I'm all good, thanks. How are you? Good. Congratulations on fifth. It would have been, it, it, I think it should have been third, kind of. But, you know, it ended up being fifth. So you still, yep. but let's be honest. You got, you guys were like in qualifying, like a lot of guys off, off pace. You know, mm -hmm. not just you guys, it was a lot of big names off pace. Um, I thought you know, I was expecting big things out of you guys, but I understand not going to the warm up and all that type of stuff. But hey, you came out of it with a fifth. Congratulations! I think that's great. Um, I was looking forward to a very good quarter uh, semi uh, semi a final at Montpellier, but we didn't get it. Uh, so welcome to the show, man. Tell everybody how old are you and uh, where are you located? Uh, I'm 22 years old and I live in Leeds, which is like. Well, I live in Wakefield, which is like 20 minutes from Leeds in the UK. Mm -hmm. I've been so, to Leeds before. Yeah, it's a pretty cool place. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, like I said, you we've talked about you and your brother for a few, uh, a couple of times on this podcast. I always have to, I know your dad used to race, but how did this all start for you and your brother? Uh, and how was it uh, when your dad was racing and you guys were like young, young lads? Well, I mean, like you said, obviously my dad raced since he was 15 years old, something like mm -hmm. that um so obviously he was the one who got us into it we started going to the local club and stuff when we were like six seven years old just like a, a like a really small astroturf track it was actually uh initially designed for fifth scale cars okay. but it was like five minutes down the road so we used to just go there just bash around um, my dad was pretty good but you know obviously as as we start to get better and beat him and, and all that sort of stuff you know <clears throat> basically step stepped to one side and started doing all the mechanic in you know the mechanic in work for me and my brother and that's basically how it all started so how good was, was your dad did he like he raced a lot like he did all the national series and did he yeah, race I mean, 10 scale and, and 8 scale or how did it well, do, the thing with do? my dad is he, he did pretty much he did all of the classes really um, mm -hmm. he won a he won a he won a, he won a national in 8 scale nitro never got oh. the championship but he won one national <laughs> okay uh, hey that's um, a that's a feat yeah well yeah it's not it's not too easy um he won i mean not one he did some fifth scale fifth scale on road um you know did the worlds and stuff in in all these classes he was never right at the top but he, you know he went and did pretty well so obviously he's he was, well experienced he knows what he's talking about in rc i would say yeah definitely definitely i mean the biggest thing we have now is obviously my dad with all the knowledge and stuff and the mechanic in he never had that um, mm -hmm. he had to do it all himself basically and as you know you know you know starting off yourself and trying to do it all without any knowledge is never going to be easy so it must have been difficult for him to be fair yeah and like and trans transferring all in like make don't make the mistakes he made you guys kind of you got that uh, -huh. uh at about what age did you guys start to beat him i mean probably we was probably about nine or ten something like that really you know when you when you're young you pick you pick it up pretty quick and obviously mm -hmm. you're only getting older so was it kind of like destiny was this destiny for you guys like was this what you was into from a kid going to races with him or were you guys into other sports and stuff well i mean we played up? a little bit of football but i was never you know if, if i was going to a race and football was i was always choosing the racing i've always okay. wanted to do it and it's you know comes first in my life really so how about your brother was he as eager as he is is he as eager as you he is deep down he doesn't show it as much i think but you know the hunger is definitely there for him to you know go to the races and do very well. You know, do the best he can. Is he there with you? He's actually not. I'm at my girlfriend's at the minute. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> because like honestly, I know he kind of gets kind of pushed to the back sometimes because everybody remembers you. 
like uh-huh. i guess it's because your name you're named after your dad and it's just like mm-hmm. okay we always remember you as johnny and then i we you know and then william did pretty good as actually this yeah. past weekend as well uh-huh. so maybe we'll have him on at a later date so yeah, you got that'd be cool yeah so you guys are straight in like nine ten years old what are you racing 10 scale or eight scale oh uh, well, it was straight into eight scale i mean we do do 10 scale now and we always have mm-hmm. done really but the, the main class was eight scale and my first car was a hyper seven really yeah, yes yeah. i used to have did i have yeah. hyper seven no but i had the hong the 9.5 the hong no yeah the hong no yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. good stuff <laughs> all right so you guys you you guys have been around for a minute so you so y'all all around about max's age too i didn't realize that i thought you was a little little older or a little younger um but same age group probably yeah. been racing about the same amount of time about 10 years now i would say 10 12 yeah, years roughly roughly yeah okay so aside from your father who was one of or a group of people that were influential to you or was there a racer that you emulated that you wanted to drive like or who did you admire coming up as a as a young racer i mean to be honest in the uk i'd always like to you know i've always liked neil Craig. Mm-hmm. Um, i think he's pretty cool i like how you know portrays himself it's difficult to be how he is because he's so calm with it all and it can be difficult at times Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the other hand, I also think Mayfield's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. I like I like how different he is to Neil. You know, he's quite pretty fiery, passionate about it. I think that's also also pretty cool. So yeah, those two, I'd say. Yeah, and both are fast. You know what I mean? <laughs> both are pretty like, good. Yeah, both are world champions. You know, yeah, so yeah. they're uh-huh. uh, good pick. And Neil's like been like to do this. This isn't his full time job as well. So uh yeah. to do as well as he done and not be a full-time racer it's very good all right I mean, um yeah i mean with with neil like, i mean he doesn't seem to do any practice at all and just turns up and he's instantly like difficult to beat i know it's like skinny people nice. who could eat whatever they want and then <laughs> i eat a donut and i gain 10 pounds right off the bat I, like you know. I'm, i am one of those i can eat pretty much anything I don't see you, you lucky else. bastards <laughs> you lucky bastards I know. um sweet so yeah you came up in that age um I mean, who doesn't admire Mayfield's driving and yeah, his punch cool. and, you know, and then when he gets upset, like you can see his anger come out on his racing and his driving as well. Uh, all right. So what was it? Uh, when did you guys realize, okay, this is maybe we're getting better at this. This is something that we want to do. Maybe pursue it to an- another level. Like who was your first sponsors and all that stuff like that? Obviously people know you through your dad as well. Mm-hmm. Did that help? I assume it does help a little bit but also yeah, you guys get earn it right yeah i mean a little bit it'll help for sure i mean mm-hmm. our first sponsor was with nemo racing we were we were with them for a good seven eight years something like oh, that Oh, okay i didn't realize uh, that yeah yeah we was well since i was like maybe 11 or 12 up till the okay. time i up till 2019 i think yeah. so yeah a, a good while uh mostly my dad knew john hazelwood who's the the main mm-hmm. man um so that's how that ball got rolling <clears throat> yeah so my, my dad definitely helped with all that stuff but also as you know as you start to go to the races and you know getting to the semis and at the nationals and then making the back end of the finals when you're you know when you're pretty young mm-hmm. people start to see and you start to you start to think you know maybe we can go somewhere with this and try to get some good results out of it so i was probably 12 13 something like that when i thought you know i'm not i'm not too bad at this really did you remember when you made your first uh final I national actually, final to be honest with you, I don't. I remember when I got my first podium. I don't remember the first the first day final. Okay. When was your first podium? Do you remember? Uh, you do. Well, but how old were you? I was. I think I was fourteen, something like that. Okay. It was. It was at the Hearts track. You know where they had the Yaros B in 2015. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know the track. Yeah. Um, I know Hearts. I've been there. 
All right, really? Yeah, I've been there. That's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, so yeah. it was it was that one. Yeah, and also you and your brother were part of that UK group of young guys that were fast. You had um, maybe they're a little bit older than you, like Jack Ambling. Um, yeah. uh, what was that other kid? Is Callum Nisbet still running? Callum Niblett, yeah, he Niblet. still races. He just races in the UK, and basically, he, to be honest, he's very fast. I don't think he's got the. He doesn't seem to be too, you know, bothered about the actual results side of things. I mean, I'm sure he is, but he's, mm -hmm. you know, he, like these weekends through the winter, he's out with his friends, partying and stuff, which is also, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, he's at that but, age but, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, you know, but I, yeah, I met he, him when he was he, like 13. He's like up <laughs> on his own at uh, maritime, uh, maritime. Yeah. I mean, yeah, growing so he, up, gone. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I'm gonna interrupt you, but you was just a part of it. Like there were some fast young mm -hmm. English guys coming up, and a lot of them did go. Like you know, Emlyn went off and partied, and he yeah. living his life and all that type uh -huh. of stuff. I'm trying to think of a couple of other guys from that from that era. Boots was uh, just well, a little bit outside of that era too. Yeah, he's Boots, like a little older than you guys. Good, like I think he's like five or six years older than us. Yeah. maybe maybe even more than that, something like that. Um, there's Jamie Clancy who still yes, Clancy. That that's who it was. There was Ollie Curry as well. I don't know if you remember the name. I remember it quick and also oh. Lewis Beach who those two have, have retired now they've stopped racing but the all those guys were all competing week in week out trying to be each other which I think helps push you mm -hmm. on yeah well you guys so. are sticking it out uh I didn't mm -hmm. I didn't realize you was with Nemo for so long yeah. that's a long time to be with a chassis um mm -hmm. you I think it was shocking to see you guys leave I think you left after the after 2019 you had a good I remember at Montpellier, was it, yeah. was it 2019 or 2020 yes. when you guys left? 2019, uh, 2020, it was 2020, just before COVID. Right, yes, because yeah. you uh -huh. you guys did well at Montpellier, I believe. Yeah. You made uh -huh. the main. Yes. Um, I think there was some, I don't know, there was some kerfuffle over tires or something, or I don't know what happened there, what, what what's going on? Well, can we talk just... about it? Yeah, we can. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't too much of a kerfuffle really. We just, <laughs> we was at the race and we was on the beta tires, um, which are awesome in some conditions. Yeah. But you need those seismics for this, for that. Well, yeah, we, that, this was just as they'd sort of come into, into play <laughs> really when people were on them and you could noticeably see they had more grip than, you know, anything else like you could this past weekend when people <laughs> were running other things. And basically we'd, you know, we'd spent all this money to go to this, this race meeting as we do with any other race meeting. Um, and you know, Basically, we just wanted to put them on. We spoke about it, and it was fine. But to be honest, the re I think you know the reason we left it was it was sort of time for just a fresh start and a new change. Mm -hmm. Anyway, really, it was it wasn't it wasn't too much to do with that. We didn't really fall out over it. We were just ready for something different. So, yeah, uh, that that makes sense too. Uh, completely different. Over to a pillowball car. Over to Mugen. Yep. You had mm -hmm. a good two years, I think, with that. Yes. Uh, winning uh, the twenty twenty one championship last year because you guys didn't race in twenty twenty. Didn't know national series, I believe. That's right. That's uh right. a competitive series i i always believe in having a series to determine a national champion you guys do it right over there in the uk um you you have some serious competitors in this series you got yeah. you you got your brother elliot boots comes over neil craig when he feels like it lee martin clancy the lewis uh -huh. brothers um yep. they're they're like There's we're talking about we're talking about a, a high class of racing right here you know mm -hmm. and my, I think all these guys are capable of doing well <clears throat> at any main at and like when I say well quarters and and you know and and forward at any major event. Uh, tell us about your 2021 season. We kind of got a, a a world of this when it came down. I know you guys raced on a lot of oil tracks. Uh -huh. um, it came down to I think you guys 
Did you, yeah, tell us about it because how many did you win actually in this? How many ser- how many races were there and how many did you win and how did it they work do, out? There's five. There's a five. It's a five round series mm-hmm. um, spread across obviously the whole country. And I won one, two. I won two. Uh, I won three of them altogether. Three out of the five. Okay. um yeah it could have been four probably should have been four but i broke down at the last one um, okay but you know that's that's racing that happens luckily the last round didn't actually matter because i managed to i managed to wrap it up the round before right so that's which, good which, yeah it helps a lot that's um, good but yeah it is good uh, but yeah you know um with with a series like that you know like a national series it, you've got to just try to keep your results as consistent as you can you know obviously yeah, that's Elliot, why i like Elliot, yeah, like Elliot was fast. Neil was very fast as well. But, you know, sometimes they'd have a round where they break down or, you know, have a few mistakes in the main and not be there. You know, you've got to just try try keep it keep, keep the ball rolling the whole way through, really. It's not who finishes. It's not the first to – sorry, how does it go? In, front, in, front, in order to finish first, you must first finish. That's how Correct. it is. Correct. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. <laughs> so – I know I've been there myself. So coming from the Agama to the Mugen, what were some of the changes that you like? I mean, it's like you guys were like instantly like good with it. It seemed like. I mean, the car, the car just worked Mm -hmm. to be honest, you know, obviously they've been around a long time. It's the same with the X-Ray, you know, been around a long time. They just, you know, they know what they're doing. Not that the Agama was a bad car because it wasn't, you know, right. But I think sometimes just a fresh, a fresh change was the most important thing, you know, Okay. I think if I'd have gone from another car to an Agama, it'd possibly still been an improvement just because it's something fresh, you know, new fires ignited. Right. I can see that. I can see mm-hmm. that. I can see that. Yep. But, you know, oh. obviously the car's very good as well. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. So you guys, you, there was some tire drama with your win too. I, I, that's one thing. I love your old man for that. And he, <laughs> when he, when he would have something in his mind, he does not hold back whatsoever. Um, <laughs> So when this Definitely. came out and we was talking about it, it was, it's funny now it's like on the opposite end of the, yeah. it's like now Nemo had to see seismic tires. Was it Nemo had to seismic tires at this time? Or how well, did it work? Distri- what do you mean? Which, sorry, say that the, again. What was it over that some tires were not available to well, for public yeah, I mean, sale? There's a rule, yeah, there's a rule in the BRCA rule book, which obviously the people that run our, our national series, um, there's a rule that says you've got to, you, you've got to run a tire that's commercially available. Okay. And I mean, whether it's true or not, we don't totally know, but there was, you know, there was pretty, pretty solid rumors going around that, that um, one of the Nemo drivers was using a tire that you couldn't get a hold of. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you know, he won the final by a lap. <clears throat> yeah. Cause you got, this was on uh, the oil tracks. I think it was wet yep. too. So this yep, tire works specifically for wet oily tracks. Uh-huh. It was um, the excess that all the all the six mic guys were using at mm-hmm. Montpellier this past weekend. Really? Yeah, it seems what? to be. I mean, it didn't seem to have as much and as much of an advantage at Montpellier as it did at mm-hmm. that race. It was weird. Okay. I think the conditions are so specific for the six mic tire, but when you get it right in that window, it's unbeatable sometimes. So, all right, but but aside from all of that, you guys still ended up winning the series. Yeah, yeah. your national yeah. champion. Where did your brother finish? He finished fourth in the end. He was in. He was going into. Elliot was second. He was going into the last round in a battle for third with Bloomfield, um, and he had a DNF, unfortunately. Oh man, so, yeah. too bad. But, yeah, yeah. It's one of them things that can happen. So. Too bad. All right. Um, so I was shocked when you when you left Mugen her earlier uh, last year, near, near silly season last year. I was like, oh, everybody was like, oh, they're going to HB. You know, we, I thought she was going to HB. 
or maybe to associate it or something, right. something crazy. But HB was the strong rumor. And then obviously right. people started, oh, I saw them though. They got x-rays and, you know, <laughs> you know, so we x-ray, man, I have to, I, I have to give x-ray a lot of credit. They have come out tw in 2022 and, and like, hey, we're racing internationally. We're sending big teams everywhere. They, they got you and your brother in the UK. They got a bunch of decent, fast, Portuguese guys, they got the Baldo mm -hmm. brothers, mm -hmm. massive team at Montpellier this past weekend, massive team at Snowbirds. Like they are just going crazy, like full on. What prompted you guys to go to X-Ray and uh, how are you liking it so far? Well, I mean, the car itself is awesome. It's, mm -hmm. it's pretty good. I've done very little running with it, obviously, because I only really got going in January. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> the first time on a high oil grip track was actually at the Montpellier race. Okay. Um, obviously the weather in the UK is terrible this yeah, time you of year, so I've, I've been running mostly 10 scale really okay um but you know we joined there's a, there was a few reasons really obviously that you know the Mugen thing was it was difficult you know mm. with the deal and stuff you know it's not about that really but it does play a factor um yes. and then obviously me working at MB models and stuff like obviously they they we was trying to get all of the Mugen stuff and it was pretty difficult to sell Okay. Um, so I was like, oh, what about running X-Ray, this, that, and the other? And, you know, we're pretty good. We're pretty close with the distributor of X-Ray in the UK, which is RC Disco. Um, so we, you know, basically just got the ball rolling and it all went from there. Um, went out, tested the car, you know, straight away, thought it was awesome. Was matching lap times with the Mugen, you know, pretty much straight away, which is which is promising. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's where it all started. How has uh, been communication with the rest of the team? Who's been big help with getting you guys up to speed? Well, I've been speaking to Bayer quite a bit. You know, he's, okay. he's pretty helpful. Like in the Montpe you know, the Montpellier GP race, we was talking, working with all the guys, you know, Bruno, Baldos, you know, Montero, Max as well, Max Gertz, so it was pretty quick. Was Bayer yeah, there? To yeah, Bayer was pitting for Bruno. Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah, they're all, you know, all of them are really helpful. You know, it's, uh, it's a good place to be, to be fair. It seems really professional as well, which is, which is nice. It seems like the European guys that get on there, they, they stay for a long time. What with the X-ray stuff? Yeah. It just, yeah, you don't see many people leave X-ray. It just, it's just, it's just a nice place to be. It's professional. They're always helping you. You, you know, how you order things and stuff through the, through the B2B systems easy. You know, the, all the stuff's in stock whenever you need it. It just works. Yeah. Good stuff. Just, I'll, uh -huh. When will be your first uh, real race on UK soil with the, with the new car? Well, the first big race, I think, maybe the Nemo GP Easter weekend. Okay. Uh, yeah, unless be there's a national before that, there might there may be a, a one eighth electric national before that. Um, right. But that'll be the first pretty big one. So. Sweet, that'd be a good race to watch Easter too. I hope they have full coverage there at that race. I think they will. I think they will have. I think they will have. Oh, good. I hope they get um RC Racing TV in there. That'd yeah, be great. It, they did that for the national. They do a pretty good job. I like yeah, it and them guys. They do, do a do bang uh -huh. banging job. They do. All right, um, all right, so let's talk a little bit about Mont Montpellier. Uh, you guys go to this race. How many times have you been there? Probably four times, something like that. What Maybe is it about this race that attracts you guys over there? Well, I mean, it's the first one of the season. It's the first big mm -hmm. race of the season, really. Obviously, all the top guys are there. The track's awesome. The weather's usually pretty good. It's um, usually cold. It's usually cold, but it's usually not too... It's like a different kind of cold over mm -hmm. in France compared to, like, the UK. There's always less wind and stuff like that, but you know it, it does rain sometimes. But they always do a pretty good job with the sawdust and stuff soaking the weather. Mm -hmm. up. Um, so it's usually just it's a, it's a good consistent rate. You know to judge yourself, 
against all the top guys, see how you see how you're looking for the season, really. So how did you you so you guys went over there on like brand new cars, not even yeah, really literally, any. Literally so how brand did, new. You guys, so this is a very good result for you then, even <laughs> even yeah. more like you know. I mean, yeah, I was to be honest with you, even with the qualifying result, like I was on the back foot from the start, obviously missing yeah. the warm up, and then I was because I made the final two years ago, I was in the top heat. Okay. So obviously all these guys had been to the warm up, so I went out on lap one trying to you know trying to run with them. <laughs> obviously it was a little bit slower and hit a curb and broke my arm on the first lap. So I missed the practice, and then my first practice was the seeding round. So I was so I was learning the track and seeding. So then I was seeded into a pretty low heat. So it was I was kind of always like a little bit behind throughout the whole mm -hmm. weekend. So the, the rain actually helped me a little bit. Yeah, it helped. It helped you. It helped Coelho yeah. out. Um, it <laughs> helped a lot. Of, it went from like one X-ray guy possibly in the yeah. final to mm -hmm. five. Yeah, it just huh. it leveled the field down a little bit, you know. Obviously, with all the the track time that the people have had, and mm -hmm. we also had we also had a pretty strong tire on that in the wet, which helps. So yeah, it was good. Yeah, what what tires do guys go out there on on and that wet stuff? Uh, well, I think the majority of the air final in the end were running M4 slide lock. Okay. Yeah, it was. No. Was it just it, too? Was it? It's just gonna. It was it the, the no like no sunshine. The rain wasn't gonna stop at all. Uh, to be honest with you, I mean, it was a difficult one. That I think it's more safety of Marshalls was the reason I had to stop okay. it because of, because of the oil and it is really slippery. Right. You know, there was no puddles on the track. Nothing. It wasn't un, it wasn't underwater. It was just wet. Yeah. And it was it was raining pretty heavy. We did like a couple of drivers meetings and stuff to make votes, and the majority of people always voted to race. But I guess you've got to just in the end think about you know people's safety and stuff, which. It is what it is, you know. I mean, at this point, after the semis, I was happy for him to call it. <laughs> it was like, was yeah. Happy. It's like but, one group is really happy. Yeah. So how were they? Okay, so just so I'm clarified. So Max explained how the scoring went. So if what was so what was what what was the other group dropping for for it to just be in the order how it finished? Well, I think to be honest with you, I'm not hundred percent sure how they did it. I know in the UK, mm -hmm. basically. Um, it doesn't matter what, what type, you know, one could have a dry track and one could have a totally wet track. And that is what it is. Right. So in the UK, I would have been third. Right. Okay. Instead of just because, you know, if it rains, it rains, you know, that's life. Sort yeah. Of thing. Um, but I think they did it basically it went off. I think it went off, you know, so first in the A semi and first in the B semi, mm -hmm. it went off who qualified higher really i think i think so i think that's i, I was speaking to uh Buffalo about it and i'm pretty sure that's how he explained it but, 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 <laughs> well i guess you okay, okay Baruffalo finished what second in his semi second in his okay. yes yeah, second behind ongaro okay yeah yeah so um, yeah man ongaro just seems to find a way to win even when it's not that fast you know what i mean yeah. it's crazy I think it was, yeah there was a yeah i mean yeah the pro line tire was pretty good so yeah all right <laughs> well hey you i mean you went from third to fifth i think yeah. uh i think you should be happy with that where did uh where did will finish he got 12th in the end so he was sixth in his semi yeah i think the biggest x-ray winner was coelho he went from yeah was, it was i mean he drove he drove well to be fair he did right. do, he did do good yeah i mean he had the pace to be even higher than he was he just made a few errors in the final in his semi-final that's amazing man he doesn't yeah, even he really didn't. race eight scale much no no, he he did good. He's got some talent for sure. All right. Um. So, good race. 
I, I look forward to it. I know some people are upset with the result. Some are, some are happy. It's, it's That's how it's always going to be. It was a little bit, um, like, not not as well run as I thought it was from our standpoint, from yeah. a viewer standpoint. Uh, we was very lost. Like, well, what are they doing? Like, we didn't know what they were yeah, doing at some point. We, we were lost. You know, I, I, I had no idea what was going on either after the time. Yeah, and even the guys I was talking to, they're like, we well, don't know what's going on. I'm like, well, like I don't know either. But uh, it, it got going. By the time they got going Saturday with qualify, like with the qualifying and stuff uh -huh. like that, it was pretty good. I was like, oh, great. We're going to have this great race. Now, just for clarification, when you guys went there in 2020, they didn't oil the track. They used like sugar water or something? Sugar or something like that. It definitely weren't. The grip was, was lower, 100%. It, it was not oil. I don't know what they used, to be honest, but it definitely mm -hmm. wasn't oil. Okay. All right. I, I mean, I don't. I don't personally mind the oil tracks. I think mm -hmm. it's a good idea. I mean, when it rains, it can be difficult, but you know, it stops it from getting muddy. At least, you know, it's a little bit wet, but hey, it's still this. You know, it's you can drive better around an oil track than you could at like a total mud bath track. Right. Like, like Angaro was doing like just full drifts around everything, looking so I, good. It's not. It's 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 not even that. You know, it's still pretty enjoyable if you if yeah. you've got the grip. You know, you're on the right tire. I mean, if you're on a tire and it's totally shocking and you're getting lapped every two laps, <laughs> then I can understand the frustration with it 100%. But it's still racing. It's a low grip track. It's good fun. You know, sometimes you go to Padova in the winter time and the grip's really low. It's not too much. It's not too much higher grip at Padova than it was in the wet at Montpellier sometimes. Right, and that's all dusty type of uh -huh. grip. It's yeah. just a, it's just a low low grip track when it's yeah. You know, it's very low, but you can still get round. Yeah, I, you know what, dude? I'm all for oil tracks, dude. I know you mm -hmm. guys have been doing that in the UK for many, many, many years. But mm -hmm. my buddy Zach is doing it in Australia. I know a couple of people in America that are doing it. If yeah. I was to ever build a track here again, I would do oil. Max and I constantly argue about this. He says it's bad for the environment. I say it's not because it's natural it's not oil. It's not that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. That's not helping my argument. You think about the size of the earth as well. You know, it's not, is it really going to make any difference? There is yeah. far worse of things for the environment than than of course. a little bit of oil on them. But as for uh, our club track having that, I mean, it's perfect. I think after you the rain, you just go out there, sponge the like. Yeah, you can just sweep it off with a brush. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's awesome. And even watching the cars, uh, they didn't get as muddy. And it was like it was full rain coming on. There wasn't uh -huh. no puddles gathering. Really, it was like like you said. I was shocked that they called it. I was like, yeah. I think, then, they call, I think they called it in the end because it didn't look like it was going to get any better. You know, if it had done that for another hour, then they could have had an hour's work on the track and it had probably been runnable. It right, was just because right. it was just because it, they, were, they were speaking to the airport of what they, you know, getting a, an answer off them for what the weather looked like. Okay. And it didn't look like it was going to let up at any point. So I think that's that's the reason they had to call it, really. And obviously the Marshalls thing. Well, you know what? You, you only dropped two spots. But either way, <laughs> either way, either way, they would have scored it. You would have come out a big winner. So congratulations yeah, to you. Sure. I bet Thank your you. dad must have been happy. He he well, he wasn't too happy because then the next day he was talking about the the warm up races, and that's actually I actually do agree with him on a lot of those too. On that, uh -huh. you know, instead of going I'm, to warm up yeah. race, go to a different race. Or, mm -hmm. I mean, I think with the warm up thing, it was. I mean, we couldn't have even gone to the warm up if we wanted to because of the COVID situation. We weren't allowed okay. to travel into the into France. Okay. So it's it's difficult, is that because obviously the club needs to make money and, mm -hmm. and all this sort of stuff. And I understand the warm up thing, but it's definitely not the fairest way of doing things. Not on a track like that, that doesn't. No, see, Max and I agree. Think that there is an advantage, but there's always going to be advantage. But this track doesn't have any footprint change. You know what no, I mean? It is. 
there's always an advantage even Mm -hmm. like with the dnc for example you know obviously that used to be a fresh track and now it's not a fresh track you know the the layout's going to be different but you test tires you can test setup you know exactly how the track's going to become mains there so you've got an advantage 100 percent we had this we had this discussion here uh reese just just on on this podcast um Uh i i don't agree with that 100 because i think dnc has a fresh layout but I understand. I understand. Don't get me wrong. It's the same yeah, thing yeah. that the Americans say. They'll say about Redavon at the uh-huh. Worlds next year, at this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and I agree with that. I agree with them also. You know, the the advantage gained at Montpellier will be greater than the advantage gained going practicing at DNC. But there there will still be an advantage there regardless. I think it's smaller, but you know, if you can gain an advantage, I understand. I get why people are trying to gain mm-hmm. an advantage because it's racing. We're all competing, and we all want to beat each other. You know, I understand it, but it's not you know it's not it's not the well i would like you guys to come to the dnc i would like more europeans to come because i think Mm -hmm. it's just such a prestigious race and i think that everybody should come there i wish we still had like neo over in the uk yeah that was was an awesome race yeah Yeah. where more international guys came Mm -hmm. um so i I hope the dnc one year for sure yeah i think i think everybody should do i know it's expensive too california's expensive long flights Mm -hmm. You know, and like I know you got I also like I like boots in those guys, like the Vegas race. And I understand the that too. Set. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so so convenient, so easy to go to. Flights to Vegas are easy. Yeah, hotel, you just get like everything. a taxi to the hotel and then you're literally set for the week. Yeah, you don't even sleep. need yeah. Uh-huh. You can Uber into the town if you want to go. Yeah, yeah I, I understand all of that. I understand uh-huh. all of that. Yeah, so do I. I just want you guys to come over there because I I want the I'm you know, stoking the fires of the European USA beef. <laughs> And um, I just want the, you know, I want to see some of the, you guys on your level come over and compete with these, these, you know, American guys and all that stuff. So I hope you guys do make it. And <clears throat> I, I'm kind of upset that Boots isn't going to be there and, and a couple of other guys, but I, mean, I, was, I understand I it. To, yeah, I was speaking to Elliot about that actually at Montpellier, and it was, I think, the long days thing. I think of the, you know, there's like a thousand inches or however much there is now. And then you're trying to run, you know, if we was there, my dad would be, you know, be working on six cars. Yeah, which that's a lot. It's a lot of work. Yeah, expensive race. Uh-huh. Long days. I mean, it's, it's one of the ones. It's on the bucket list. You know, it's awesome. It does look good. I hope you do. But, I hope you do. Mm-hmm. One year. One year. All right. So, as a young racer in RC, I like to get your your aspect and your outlook on things. How, what do you think about our industry right now, and what would be some of the things you'd like to see done differently in RC, or some things that would change? You would change. To be honest, I think the industry itself is in a pretty good place overall. Um, I mean, like you know, the RCGP thing is—it looks awesome. I think it's—I think it's working. It's doing the right things in RC. It's trying to you know trying to promote it more, all that sort of stuff, which I think is the main thing we need to do. You know, mm-hmm. if we could get out into the out into the public eye, the social media, all that, you know, the social media stuff's strong, but you know, actually out there totally mm-hmm. like as a proper sport, I think that would you know blow it all up massively, which I think is important. How did your friends uh, take it? That your non-RC friends? Do you have non-RC friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just about. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, you know, they like it. They think it's cool. Um, okay. You know, they support it. You know, they, to be honest with you, I mean, you know, they all do their own things. I do my own thing. It, you know, it is what it is. They're not, they're not, they're not bothered either way, really. You know. All right. That's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you're at that age, dude. Like, I'm surprised you're still so dedicated. You're at that party age. Well, that's good. That's good to see. Um, I know you guys have some girls in front of you. Uh, so what's what's up? What is on the agenda for the Skidmores this year? 
Well, the next big race we've got, like a broad race, will be the E-Buggy Arrows at the Hoodie Arena. Okay. Um, we've got Worlds Warm-Up, which we're doing the Worlds Warm-Up. Worlds. Um, You'd be silly yeah. not to do the Worlds Warm-Up. Yeah, I mean, we're going to we're gonna go and do that this year, I think. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, with the Baldos running X-Rays and stuff now, it's, uh, it's going to be helpful, definitely. I think that was a good signing by X-Ray, actually, getting us on Oh, board. man, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. It was the yeah. best meme of yeah, of 2022. You see, you see the meme? <laughs> it was so funny. Was I was just like, it. oh <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was a good um, one. But yeah, so we'll go do that one. Obviously, you know, they'll, okay. they'll be helpful with that. And then the Euros as well at the Barcelos, Portugal, I think. Yes, yes, and Barcelos. Uh, at, very um, high grip tracks. Yeah, a Figueredo's track. Yeah, yeah. He's I think guy. that's a glue track there. Yeah, so, but like I think it's a similar surface. I've never been, but it looks like it'd be a similar grip level to Redavan. Yeah, we'll see how. Yeah, when when they sealed Redavan up, I'm seeing it unsealed too. When they kind of, I think they didn't they do like I remember one year that Redavan had some sealant on it, or maybe I maybe I'm imagining that it did, or maybe it just got I a think, grip. I think they use sugar water. I think okay. the last time I, the last time I went there, I remember there was like a, like a million bees all over the track. Really? Okay, so they're probably using sugar. Yeah, I think that's what it was. All right. So I have a question. Who? How, okay. So who pitched you guys? How does who? How does your dad? Who pits for you guys? Because you well, have. If how does your dad? He can't pit both of you, or maybe he does. He well, he sometimes has to. Sometimes makes mm-hmm. it work. My my mum comes to the races as well. Okay. Uh, so she's pretty good with it now. She's picked it up pretty well. Oh, so uh, you're just a whole racing family. Yeah, literally every weekend. So, but uh, my brother's got. He's got a new mechanic this year. One of our friends we've known for a long while. Um, he used to race a while ago. He's come back into it, started running some tennis scale, and he said he picked my brother at the nationals and stuff. That's good. Yeah, it's always good. yeah. My brother doesn't. He's not too keen on the you know working on the RC car thing and all that sort of stuff. You know, wrenching on him and stuff. So he's, oh, so who he's does got, that for? Okay, so he has the mechanic well, to do that. Either, then... either my dad or 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 his new mechanic Ben. So. Okay. All right. So, how did your dad manage both of you in such a competitive? uh seen as rc did he like just cut everything down the middle for you guys like if you go yeah kind of like the killicks like the killicks say if 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 they can't go both can't go they don't go you know what i that's, mean yeah that's pretty much how it's been to be honest with i mean we don't if you know if, we, if i can go to a race the chances are my brother can go to it too okay you know so but yeah everything's equal now we're as equal as it can be you know if i can't go then you know we, we don't go if will can't go then we don't go basically Awesome. Unless, unless, you know, unless one of us chooses specifically not to go. I mean, it's not the same when I'm when my brother's not there as well. I am, you know, it's more fun for us when we go all together. It's I like. Do you I guys like push each other? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, at the practice when we go testing and stuff, it's good to have someone who's pretty fast also to compare mm-hmm. against. Um, but you know, as as racing goes, we never we you know we wouldn't take each other out or compete too hard. I'd always do my best to help him as he would me. So. Would you? Uh, so if you don't win, do you want to see your brother win? Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I'd be as happy for my brother to win as I would myself, to be honest. That's good. We've Sometimes had some, even happier. That's good. We've had some good brother teams come through RC. Mm-hmm. You know, we had the Francis brothers. We had the the Igons. Yeah, I think even the Sartells are they brothers too or cousins yeah, or something uh, like that? I think cousins actually. I think cousins. Right, the Killicks, you guys. Mm-hmm. It's good to see. It's hard for a family to do that, though. I think. Like two of everything. It's like having twins. You know <laughs> what I mean? You got to get two of everything. So, you know, um, I a lot yeah. of respect to your dad and your mom. Mm-hmm. A lot of time and effort put into 
making sure you guys have, and I mean, it's con- it's worked. You guys are both. Okay. I would say you've probably got a little bit of an edge over your brother right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe because you, maybe you take it a little bit more serious than him. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Or, or I don't know, but he's still good. Like he's still, he's not too far behind you. So that's good to see. So they've done their job on that case. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see what you do this week, this year with X-Ray. I'm excited to see what X-Ray does, does period. It's, mm-hmm. it's such a big squad. Wow. Like, so many races. Yeah, it's crazy. It's going to be good. Yeah, I just saw Coelho isn't going to be able to go to oh, yeah, DNC now. Yeah, 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 so that's unfortunate. That is a shame because I reckon he'd have done pretty well out there. I would like to see him go out there to American race. Eight scale. Uh-huh. It'd be great. I'm sure I'm sure there'll be another time. I'm sure. I, but I, hey, look, I'm just hoping to make it to the Worlds and then I get to see all these guys race and I get to see Redavon, so I'm happy about that. Are you Are you planning on going there then? I hope so. I hope to be uh-huh. there. Hopefully, yeah, Ifmar cool. lets me in. Um... <laughs> But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Well, man, mm-hmm. I appreciate your time. I, I know it's getting late over in the UK. Congratulations mm-hmm. on your result with your yeah, new you. result with um. Thank you. With X-ray, congratulations on your new team. I wish you and your brother all the best. Tell your dad I said what's up. He's done a good job well, of raising yeah. you guys and bringing you up RC wise. And tell him I wait for his next controversy because. <laughs> <laughs> I love he he doesn't hold back. I I gotta give him that. I don't agree with everything he says, but he doesn't no, hold back. No. I um, think sometimes he even puts stuff on there just to get people's reaction. I think he does that too. I think he used yeah, to get me yeah, like yeah. that all the time. <laughs> it. It's good fun. It's good to read. It's good fun. Yeah. Uh thank you for your time and good luck to everything you do this 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 year and you and your career. And um I hope to see hope to see you at a race. I hope to see you at the worlds, man you yep i hope so you too thanks for having me on thank you sure hey do you want to say thank you to some people before you head out yeah i'll say thank you to obviously my mom my dad my whole family um obviously my sponsors but uh, specifically x-ray rc disco and mb models for all their support it means a lot i'm very grateful for it thank you thank you man i appreciate your time and good luck to you guys thank you thanks for having me on cheers bye-bye all right max so welcome back um i did see something that i wanted to talk about and it kind of leads into this little bit of a rant that we have. Uh, I saw that Bruno Coelho will not make DNC this year. Unfortunately, he has the Rona, so he's not feeling too bad, but he, you know, obviously can't fly. So it's a shame. I won't get to see him drive. Such a shame. And then and I think you, you sent it to me, or but I, I also heard this on the Extra Lap podcast. Shout out to those guys. He had Elliot Boots on a couple of weeks ago, and he says he's not going to DNC. And I thought he heard what I what I saw, but you you know the screenshot you showed you showed me, and when they said um, they think it's an unfair advantage because you know obviously people out there practicing and racing beforehand and all that type of stuff, and I get that I understand that, yeah, but it's kind of. <laughs> It's kind of hypocrisy. There's two hypocritical ways to look at this. One is this race was held at the Fear Farm for I don't know how long. That was a, the track was there always. Yes. And the other thing is. This but not track racing is like this. Not no, racing no, this like track, this. This track was like completely new built. Like they like he will be doing the whole profile. Everything will be new for the race. Yeah, there's going to be like, a whole new layout. Yeah, which, which, that's, that's which, the first thing clear. And the next thing, you can go on about the next thing. That it's so, funny about this. Because this we, we talked about this earlier on Monday, uh, well, Tuesday, sorry, about warm-up races. And you, our thing was like, hey, warm-up races could just be other races instead of waste of money warm-up races. And the funny thing is, like, I like in this, I get it. Like, um, 
I get what they like, like what Boots' old man was saying, like, you know, what Boots had to say, like, I'm like, but hold on, you just went to the warm-up race for the Montpellier, Montpellier GP. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that track didn't change at all. Like, yeah. nothing changed on it. And, you know, um, like, that's kind of like calling the pot calling the kettle black right there. Like, you know what I mean? If you ask me, like, hey, you just went and done a, uh, I believe Boots did it. He did it, right? I'm, I'm yeah, before I look yeah, like a complete and total ass. He finished third in the in the, yeah, in the warm up. He finished right? in the podium in the warm up. Yeah. So yes, I'm just sir. saying. So and then that brought up. He said, "Well, the only race now that people can go to, uh, is Silver State. This is uh Chris Boots's, uh Elliot Boots's old man. And I, I I get this sentiment that these guys have. And I I don't know if they're being cynical, because you know we always heard this from the Americans saying about European races. Like, yeah. the, like the Americans are saying about yeah. Red Avon and bet, you know, all I, this. there's some of that too, because they yeah. probably get the shit like Americans, like, like don't come here. So they, it's annoying for them. So I, there's some, most likely there's some of that too. Yeah. But it's still a bit funny. But you know what, man, I'm just so over all of this because at the end of yeah. the day, the cream always rises to the crop top exactly. and the fast will be fast. So I actually made a list. So I probably remember this, but 2018 worlds in Australia, European wins. 2016, Worlds in America, European wins. 2014, Worlds in Europe, and guess who, who wins? American, uh, well, North American yeah. wins. Yeah, North American. 2012, Southern, uh, South America, European wins. 2010, Asian, uh, Asian-held Worlds, and this was the home track of Achuchihara, who was actually the winner in 2008. So Cody King won in 2012, uh, 2010 in, in, in Asia, an American. 2008, held in America, Mike Chu, he practiced there a lot, he TQ'd everything, Achushihara, a Thai-based Japanese driver Thai wins this race. 2006, Indonesia, Asian should be fast, like Hara, I don't know if Hara raised this, but uh, American won. 2004 was the only time in the last, I don't know how long, when an European won and European-based worlds and this guy was French, and the worlds were held in, in in Sweden. So I bet this guy never even went to this track before. And he was a long shot. He was not like no one yeah. knew he thought he was gonna win it. Yeah, Villeman Greg. Yeah, and two thousand two. Yeah, uh, Greg Degani. So the, maybe Degani is sort of the one we can blame this on because he said he went to Punta del Este <laughs> to practice with uh, Chad Bradley and these guys for a month or two weeks uh, before the worlds happened. So maybe Degani is the only one in the last. So it's 20 years since a guy who had a home advantage or home advantage or warm-up advantage or anything you can say actually won the race. So in the so to me, this whole sentiment of, of home advantage or anything like that is silly. Because I went to tracks in America. I bet some top racers like Rivkin or Mayfield or any of these guys have never went to. So at that track, I technically have a home advantage. And I've never went to tracks in Europe, which I bet Rivkin and, uh, sorry, Mayfield and, and some other guys have went to, like Montpellier. I've never been to Montpellier. Mayfield has, I think, at least once, probably more than once. So Twice. Th this whole sentiment of like, oh, like these guys have home advantage because they're European or these guys have home advantage because they're American is complete bullshit. People will always have some type of advantages, but that's how the life goes. It always like cleans up at the end when people race together. It's silly because McLaren tested every single weekday in the whole like in the nineties on in Silverstone, but that was part of the uh, F1 calendar at that time. 
teams were like, oh, we can't race in Silverstone because McLaren tests there. No, Ferrari testing tracks in Italy. Like, like people have races that are their home races. Yeah, that happens. But why the hell is it like, oh, like when it's your home race, it's all good. But when it's someone else's home race, it's like, oh, so bad. And it's, it's silly to say because the UK drivers clearly had advantage on a lot of guys at NEO because they did it every time. They have done it that race for 10 years. I went there the first time in 2017. So the UK guys had a huge advantage on me because they knew the dirt. And that's basically Chris Booth's argument here as well. So even the DXR that these guys praised or knew at that time, even that wasn't fair if, if, if this dirt race isn't fair. And that's like that argument is so silly because in my opinion, there will obviously be advantages all the time and every race will be some guy having advantage, but that's just how it is. Some you know what it is? Will have it and just like I'm gonna that, say that's it. just how the world works. I am just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it. It's because Ronald Fox out there practicing, and then Tiba and all those guys went out there this weekend. They knew all this was gonna happen, so I get it. And guess what? They want to go Silver State anyway. Vegas is probably an easier race anyway. I'm just mad we ain't gonna get to see Canas Boots and and like Barton there. You know, no, that's I'm what mad I'm mad that about. people blame like make these excuses that oh they have a home advantage. Yeah, but there's some races you have a home advantage. Like it's if if you believe there are people who have an advantage and they, they capitalize on it, then you make sure you have an advantage as well and you try to capitalize on it. But it's yep. it's so silly that oh I won't go to this race because these guys have an advantage because they are American. So these guys are European, so I can go to Redovan for Neobagi or whatever the, the excuse is. No, that's an excuse. Some people will always have an advantage. That's how life goes. We should work so that worlds aren't held in people's backyards or euros aren't held in people's backyards twice. By the way, Ongaro has won neither of those times in his backyard, not even the Euro B, which was held on his backyard. He has won neither of those times. He had to travel all the way down. It's been three euros there, Euro B and two Euro A's. Federation race, yeah. So like that, like this whole thing like needs to stop. Like go to these races, and like I already ranted a bit about the warm up races. Like, why the hell would, do you need to go to the warm up race? Just like, don't go. Like, there's a race. The race is about like you go there and you have the practice, you have to qualify, and then you race, and that's it. Like, I to me, this is so silly. It's like, like everyone's just trying to sort of get their buy, like, have, have their cake and I eat think, it too, or eat the cake and right. have it too. This is, this is going to be my last thing on this. I understand what they're saying. I, I don't know if they're being cynical against the Americans. I do too. But- I do too. But it's silly I, that they're saying. I would that's, be like, "Hey, this is my thing. Like, you're professional, and maybe, maybe, maybe doing the Montpellier and doing this is too much too. I understand that too. Yeah, I, that that I can accept. Yeah. Uh, so to say all of this, I just I think I would rather just see those guys come race because I want to see all the Europeans yeah. as many come over and race. So, yeah. unfortunately, the way, they won't. none of this is targeted specifically at Boots or his dad. I, this was yeah. just like this came up. So, yeah. So I, I well, I had heard I, him say it on Extra Lap too, so and I was like, yeah. I, I forgot yeah, to tell I, you. About I, it. I think the, what I what I was ranting about was the general consensus because right, there seems right. to be this like, for, especially with Americans, but apparently with Europeans too, that you can't go to this race because they have an advantage. Bullshit. Like they might do, yeah, but that's how it is, and that's how it's always going to be. Americans have an advantage at DNC, no doubt, no questions. Always will have, always have had, and always will have. 
because this is a race for especially drivers like like on the west coast they go to these mm -hmm. these tracks or these style of tracks all the time joey has built tracks in in, in california for 20 years now people mm -hmm. know what type of tracks he builds the jumps the surfaces how the tr tracks drive the americans will always have an advantage at dnc even though it's a new layout the layout isn't the hard part here all right i get it but yeah. i would just want to see him come race but yeah. uh, i don't know i do too i haven't well, heard that I'm from kind of like i know i know i'm fine know. with having like the thing the thing i'm just mad at is making dumb excuses at least say something like i think it's too close to montpellier i can't prepare properly fine mm -hmm. I, I i can accept that Mm -hmm. That's fine. I can't. Don't make excuses for stuff you don't want to do. Yep. Well, I look for it. I'll see these Europeans next week. That would be great. I think that's it for us yeah. today, Max. Um, thank yeah, you for your rant. time. I, I yeah, got, it was. I got, you got all. You I, got all. You got all. Got you got all excited. You got all hot on yeah. the collar. Uh, you started sounding like me at one point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you to everybody that sent in my and the questions. Thank you to Johnny Skidmore for his time. Thank you, Max, for your time. Appreciate it. Uh, guys, if you're trying to message me, I'm, I'm going to be busy here over the next week. So maybe I don't message as many people. I'm going to be busy, uh, you know, and I'm looking forward to DNC next weekend. We'll have a show. I think maybe Wednesday we'll have a show, maybe Tuesday. We'll see. Tuesday is going to be, if we see it set up in time, maybe. Uh, yeah. so look forward, keep looking at our Facebook page or Instagram page, our house of RC page, all that stuff. Um, and yeah, we'll let you know next week how many shows we're planning on doing. Keep track of our YouTube page as well. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everybody. Thank you to the NNRC squad around the world. We can't do it without you guys. Thank you for all the support. Remember to hit that like, sub, notification button, leave some reviews, all that good stuff. Help us get out in the stratosphere. Thank you to the patrons of the podcast. We can't do it without you guys. Extra support. I'll be seeing a bunch of you guys. Uh, I will have shirts, hats, decals for sale at DNC. I will not be shipping anything because I will not have time to ship anything. Uh, I will be back coming back home right after DNC. I won't have time. I don't even have my own transportation, so I cannot ship anything, anybody. Uh, so if you have some friends there that can bring it home for you, fine. And uh, I'll send you a PayPal address that you can pay and all that stuff. Limited supplies on everything. Uh, with that said, Thank you to the awesome sponsors of the podcast. We can't do it without these guys. Remember, everybody, sharing the sponsors of love. Share the podcast of love. Shout out to Invisible Speed, TZO Tires, High Tech RC, TNR Fuels, Beach RC, Techno RC, Lugs Racing Tires, Mayako, JQSM, G-Spec RC Tuning, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, Racecraft USA, Clinic RC, JTP RC, RCGP, House of RC. Shout out to my boy RC Kevin. He's busy doing his thing. Max, that's it. I got to go. Yeah, man. I'll talk to you next week, dude. Thank you for your time. <laughs> yeah. You too, man. It was fun. Yeah. You're fun. You know what? <laughs> Go get a real Valentine's and not a fake one. If that's said, I'm leaving you on that one. Because, oh, you know what? Nitro's the glory. E-Buggy pays the bills. Max isn't getting any Valentine's. Lefty and Max are out. 